He never promised that the cross would not get heavy and the hill would not be hard to climb. He never offered, He never offered victories without fighting, but He said help would always come in time. Just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision and the adversary says give in just hold on our Lord will show up and he will take you through the fire again oh so just hold on our Lord will show up and he will take you through the fire again. Praise be to God. Our God is faithful. He never comes late. He's always on time. No matter what you are going through, he knows and he's in control of every situation. Praise be to his name. Amen. Thank you, brother. Just want to sing one song, one more song, and then change my heart, Lord, just to change a little bit of service. Change my heart, O oh Lord. Change my heart, O oh God. Make, Make it ever true. my heart, oh God, may I be like you, change my heart, oh God, make it
that the desire of your heart this evening father lord jesus christ we come this evening god expressing what has been said in this song how we desire our hearts to be changed to be made true to be like you father that's why we are believers of this message of the end time is our heart to be changed to the faith of our of our fathers lord we want our heart to be in tune with your word our heart father lord to be cleansed to be washed we want it to be your dwelling place father we want it to be your sanctuary lord we don't want it to be mixed with something else we want our heart to be completely yours made your throne father lord that's why we desire that what we desire and we invite you this evening father may you come and speak to our heart father lord our mind will hear but we want our heart to hear we want our heart to respond we want our heart to say father here i am come and mend come and change come and transform make me more like you father we thank you for your faithfulness lord we thank you for the healing we thank you father for the change we thank you for answering to our prayers we thank you father for watching over us father each step of our journey we see your hand moving we see your hand touching we see our hand working in our lives thank you father lord we bless the remainder of the service we thank you for your presence through this song we thank you for your atmosphere father you are already here lord may you bless lord each leak of fire that each person brought this evening father how we like to have fellowship with you we love you with all our heart we thank you we give you the glory and the honor whatever need that has been expressed father as the prayer at the beginning was said lord may you come and visit and meet each need father we give you the glory and the honor in jesus christ name we pray amen thank you brother john and the musicians god richly bless you and i greet you in the name of the lord jesus christ this wednesday evening just to have a fellowship around the revealed word of the hour amen thank you brother thank brother ed for giving me an opportunity to speak to you today and for me it's always an honor to speak to the bride brother ed is not here himself and uh, says the way you'll be here on sunday for both services you'll be present but today is uh, i think is uh, still uh, vacations with the outside but he wanted to announce he wanted to announce to the church though that uh, uh, for both services on sunday brother darren boyer will be speaking on both services so if we can pray for that and be uh, in the right uh, mind in the right atmosphere and be expecting and believe that we're going to be blessed, amen? amen. Brother Ed uh, himself will be here as well. So, uh, God bless you, amen? amen. Um, I'm just checking my wife. She says, you have to be clear when you announce things. <laughs> the beginning always a little bit, uh, your voice seems to be in the stomach. Uh, take time for it to come up. <laughs> but... Uh, her look was fine, so it's fine. <laughs> you don't know what you see from me. You're like, mm, okay, that means this, that means this. <laughs> okay. Hebrew chapter 
And we thank God for good services on Sunday. We've been blessed. And God spoke to us in the morning and in the evening. God bless the brothers. And uh, thank God for that. For the inspiration, for the encouragement, and uh, for the correction. Hebrews chapter 3, 1 to 6. The Bible says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. That's what we are going to do this evening, to consider the apostle and high priest of our profession. It says, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was counting worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who had built the house at more honor than the house. For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. Amen. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we, not here, whose house are we, amen, if we Hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. May God bless his word and you can have your comfortable seat as comfortable as you make it. <laughs> I would like to speak this evening for a short thought and... Uh, just uh, maybe as an encouragement or whatever, the way God will lead. I'd like to talk today, um, initially I thought to put a forgotten doctor, but I put it Dr. Jesus. Dr. Jesus. Brother Van spoke and about, in the message he talked about Dr. Moses. He spoke about what God was doing in time of Moses. And here in the scripture we read and it says, but Moses was faithful, but this one was the high priest of our profession is even more faithful than how Moses was. So he must be greater than how Moses was. And we know as believer that certainly, and he is God, he is the prophet of the prophets, is God of God's, amen, is the great I am, is the king of kings, is the Lord of lords, is the, is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And uh, there is no one who is above him, is the one who is uh, on top of anything, amen. Just look into that thought, Exodus 15, 26, 20, 23 to 26 says, And when they came to Merah, they could not drink of the waters of Merah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Merah. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweeter. Remember here when he's pointing to that water, to that, pointing to that tree, it's a type of a Calvary, amen? So that whatever you are going, whatever situation you are going, 
always remember to put Calvary into it. When you put Calvary into it, whatever the situation you're going, there is a purpose behind it. And God will turn that and become a sweeter experience. Amen? So we know that it's easy, easy to say it and easy to live and go through it. But by God's grace, that what attitude has to be, God, I don't know what I'm going through, but I know that there is a reason behind it. And God, you will turn it and become a blessing. What God didn't like with all the people of Israel in the first exodus is that they, had, well, they were very quick to murmur. They were very quick for every situation that happened. They forget the past. They forget what God has done for them. They forgot all the miracles that God has performed for them. And they just point at the problem, just point at the issue. This is what's happening. We, didn't have this, but we, didn't, we don't have this. We don't have this today. We don't have it, so we complain. Why did you put that here? Why we have to go through this? But hold on. The God who put you into this is the God who delivered you yesterday. It's the God who showed you the miracle yesterday. It's God who showed me that I never give you, I will never forsake you, I will never let you down, I will be with you all the way. Why today are you complaining? You just have to remember God, as you were faithful yesterday, today you will be faithful the same way. And that's the attitude God wanted his people to come to. But as long as they were not, didn't have, they still had the old attitude of complaining, and he was still bringing them from trial to trial, from, from here, from this test to the test, until you have to change your attitude. Amen. And sometimes we are like that, and God is training us, and we have to come to the point where we say, God, I just want to trust you in whatever I'm going through, that you'll make a way. Amen. Because he's a way maker, as we heard at the beginning. And he says, and there he made for them a statute and an ordinance, and there he proved them. Like I say, he proved them. And he said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and we do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandment and keep his statute, I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptian, for I am the Lord that he left thee. God is the healer. Amen. For every situation, not only for the, for the body, yes, and for every situation, God is the healer. As the walk in the wilderness, it is, he was the healer from the beginning to the very end. His God is always the one healing. It's not the physical doctor who heals people. The doctor doesn't heal people. I know it's simple, and Brother Barnum has expressed it many times. The doctor is not the one who is healing you. If he was the one healing you, he, would have, he could have healed this wood. You could have healed this wound. You say maybe the penicillin that is healing you. If the penicillin is healing you, then he cut this wound and put the penicillin. You see if it's going to heal. Oh no, it cannot heal the wound. It was made for a human being. Or if it's a human being, let's take a corpus. Then you, you cut it and put penicillin. Is it going to heal that person? Oh no, but he has to be alive. Then Brother Adam says, if you know what life is, then you know what God is. In order to have healing, you need to have life. And God is the only author of life. So this is the only God. God is the only healer. He's the one that healers, he left. It's not the preacher that is healing. It's God that is healing. Amen. Sometimes we point it and we might think, oh, in order for me to have faith, it has to be this, it has to be this. But it's God, the healer. Amen. He's the one who is the doctor and sometimes, many times, he's the forgotten doctor. Amen. 
Very many times we refer to people as the things, but then thinking about the real doctor. Amen. But the Bible says in the Dr. Moses, says, if God in his infinite mind for knowing that hundreds of years later that Jesus will die on a cross and made sin for us, be crucified and let Israel be healed by the phenomenal phenomenal before Christ was crucified, how much more will he after Christ is crucified? If that was the type, how much more by the antitype? How much greater program have we today that what Moses had? And yet when Moses came out of wilderness, there wasn't a feeble one among them. Forty years, Dr. Moses. I imagine if there is a doctor here tonight, you'd like to have some of his prescriptions. Led two million people. How many babies is born every night in two million people? How many old people? How many cripples and how many sickness among them? And Dr. Moses took care of every one of them and brought them through without one feeble one among them. Why? Doctor, you can't even do a family that well. Think of it. Why? Dr. Moses had the prescription. Would you, would you all, all like to see what he had for a prescription? I'll show you. Let's look into this briefcase, into his briefcase. I am the Lord that healeth thee. I would like to have that kind of prescription, to have that for 40 years. No one is feeble. No one is sick. No one. I will be the most famous doctor ever. <laughs> but Moses had that prescription. That's what he had to rely on just to say, God one scripture that God told him, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Any person who comes to him, just point to that scripture, I am the Lord that healeth thee. It's going to be all right. But I don't see, I have this complaint. This one comes with headache. I don't have to find what is a headache, what is the cause of this. I have one remedy. I am the Lord that healeth thee. But I have a pain in my leg that's different from the other person. I, it's different from the other person. Different symptoms. But I have one special remedy. And let's open it for my briefcase. I'm going to give to you. The Lord Jesus Christ is the God who that healeth thee. But Madam says, put that in your briefcase, doctor. I tell you, your patient will get well. I am the Lord that healeth thee. If the mother was real sick with the baby, I am the Lord that healeth thee. If the serpents beat me, or the serpents beat, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Someone broke a leg, I am the Lord that healeth thee. If he did that under that covenant, how much greater is the covenant today? If he did that into that first covenant, how much greater do we have a covenant today? In the first covenant that he had with Moses there, he put the brazen serpent. People had just to look at the serpent, at the brazen serpent, and be healed. Just look at it and be healed. And it was, the brazen serpent was a type to show that the judgment was already stricken. That serpent, the, just, the serpent that was circulating into the camp was already judged. No, look at what God has done in the life of Jesus Christ when he was raised up and lifted up. What, is, what was the sign to show us that the judgment has already stricken him? By his stripes, we are already healed. What we need to have is God to increase our faith to come to the level where we can say, God, no matter the circumstances, no matter the symptoms, no matter what it is, I just want to look to that brazen serpent in the, in the, in the antitype and know that I'm already healed. Yeah. Yeah. 
first exodus produced the first covenant for the healing of the body, how much more is the covenant for the healing of the body, for the healing of the spirit, for the healing of the soul today? What a mighty doctor do we have today, amen? Just imagine how many prescriptions we will have if we had for every circumstances. You know, I have a book that I read there. I was like, oh, let me read this book. It's called Natural Cure. It's actually for work. I need to return it, but it's quite a huge volume like this. So that guy was easy interesting. As I'm reading, he's against medicine and everything, but you know, don't go into that, that thing, but just giving you as a... Uh, as you are reading this and it's saying things that you have to read to eat and things you cannot eat and it's going through that book and as I'm reading one chapter and then the other chapter, I realize that if I continue with this book, I won't have anything to eat. <laughs> it's like, you know, hold on. <laughs> That's going too much there. <laughs> That's going too much. I need to take another prescription. <laughs> There's so many prescriptions that he's giving there, I forget even the first one because it's just confusing. You might hear this one, this could call this, this could call this. A lot of side effects from everything. He's a natural, he's a natural guy. That, now imagine when we go to the medical part on the other things. Everything to be here, you hear this is a side effect of this. You have a list of side effects that are more than what you even want to be healed from. I'm wondering what, what am I doing here? But I'm not against medicine, but just want to emphasize on the high priest of our confession. And uh, just to back it out, the prophet says, there is nothing like music, you know. God heals by music. Do you know that? God heals by music. God heals by love. God heals by medicine. God heals by prayer. God has many ways of healing, depends on what type that you need, amen? Sometimes a little love stretched out will just cure an old sore, an old place that's been a grudge or something. Let me just read what the prophet's good to hear the prophet. It says, it will heal, it's right over, just a little love, a little care. Sometimes when you feel all down and, as we call it, a street expression, down in the dumps, see, just put on one of those tapes, that music or record, and go to playing it. The first thing you know, you are patting your foot and your hand, and that's all over then. God has given us all the different ways to be healed. Don't just be stuck to one. No, I cannot. No, just put sometimes the music just to refresh yourself. There is healing in it. God has given us all, all that to our advantage. Now look at the prescription Moses had in Deuteronomy 8, 4. He says, and he gave them, he says, Thy raiment waxed not old upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these 40 years. Oh, what kind of a store I would have. If I give you those shoes, you know those shoes were not going to wear up for 40 years. If I give you those clothes, they are not going to wear out for 40 years. <laughs> oh. But... Divine healing is the expression, is the earnest of our resurrection. Just imagine the first covenant, he had that first, ex uh, that first example on that side to show for 40 years nothing is going to wax old, nothing is going to wear out. It's just a type to show that in the millennium and eternity we are not going to wear out. 
There are going to be bodies that are going to be young forever. If you could show that for the type, you show that where we are going is more glorious than what we have seen in the past. So our future is brighter than what has been in the past. Amen. We are going to a land where we will be youth young forever. It will be a youth meeting forever. A youth meeting, eternal youth meeting. But I like Deuteronomy 8.3 that says, And humble thee, and suffer thee to hunger, and feed them with manna, and which thou knowest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee to know that, to know, thee know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord does man live. How are we going to live? You have to live by the word of God. The word of God is the prescription that God is giving for eternal life. You have to live by the word of God. In order to have, to have victory upon anything that you have, what it might be, no matter the symptoms, like I put in an example, no matter the symptom in the flesh, but no matter the symptom in the spirit, no matter the symptom in the, in the spirit, or you might have lust, you might have pride, you might have every lying spirit, anything you might have, in order to get a real remedy out of it, you have to live by the word of God. Don't follow 100 seminaries, 100 prescriptions. There is only one prescription that God has given to you as is the word of God. Amen. Brother Barnum, we use this example many times. We say Simon Peter has one prescription. He said, repent every one of you and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. For this promise is unto you and to your children, to your children's children. And to them that far off, even as many as the Lord God shall call. It's not only a prescription for the past. It's a prescription that also real today. Amen. You need to go through the steps of repentance and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's a reality, it's not something of the past, it's a reality today. The Holy Ghost is not here to deal with the pains as a painkiller only of sin. The Holy Ghost here is here to deal with the root of sin. The Holy Ghost is here to deal with, with not only to remove the attribute of sin, but is here to remove the, the sin problem itself. Amen. As we see in Hebrew 9, it says here, Hebrew 9, 26, For then must be often have suffered since the foundation of the world, but now once in the end of the world he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. As it is appointed unto man unto to die, once to die, but after this the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, but unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. So it's not the work of patching here and there. It is the work to take the root cause of evil. Amen? That's why we have received, that's why God came, that's why he died on behalf in order to settle the sin question. Amen. Continuing Hebrew 10. For the law having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the, con the cameras thereunto perfect. But then will they not have ceased to be offered because that the worshippers once purged should have had no more conscience of sins. Amen. The first priesthood could not make the worshipper perfect. 
He had to come every year. The same desires comes here. The same desire offers his offering and goes back and he knows the same thing. He knows that oh, the other day I will come. I will, the other day when comes the period of giving that offering, I will come and offer the same thing, having always the same desires last year. But as long as he was doing that, God was, was, was covering the sin. He was covering the sin. He was looking at that. But the same person had the same desires. But thank be to God that now with the Holy Ghost, with the blood of Jesus Christ is coming to remove the sin, is coming to remove the desire of sin. Now the worshiper comes, you know, God, I come here and I, I come to you. I want to die with the sacrifice that I'm bringing to you. I want to die to myself like the sacrifice died for me. I want to die to my own desire so that I can have your desire. Now God is coming and taking that old desire and putting his desire. He's coming and taking the all your old spirit and putting his own spirit so that it's not you living anymore but God living through you. Amen. What a privilege we had. That's why the, the old priesthood couldn't make couldn't make the worshiper perfect. But now we are living under the priesthood of Melchizedek. Amen. We are living under the priesthood that yes, the Bible has told us consider this high priest of our confession. Consider the high priest. He came, he took our situation, he took our place, he understood what we are going through. What you and I, we are going through, he went through the same situations to understand what we are going through. So we can never say, God, you don't know what I'm going through. He knows what we are going through. He knows what I'm going through. That's why he can have compassion for us because he knows what it means. But even because of that, he knows that we don't have the power ourselves to save ourselves. But he has provided a way to save us and rescue us from the place where we can fall. Amen. Leviticus 13 11, 13, 11, 13 talks about, talks about how, the high, how the priest, is the priest who was checking the person says, I'm sick. Is the priest yet to come to the priest and is the priest who has to check that person says, look at the skin, in this case the skin, and look at the skin of the person and checks, says, oh, you are unclean because I see that this, 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 and you are unclean. But the same priest who can check and look and says, oh, see that your condition has changed. Or maybe you came just the first time. Why are you so worried so much? Everything is fine. You are clean. Go back. <laughs> this is what in the type. Now think now in the, in, the, in the anti-type, we have a high priest who can check our conditions but he's not checking on you, he's checking on what he has already done. And says, I'm not looking at you, I'm looking at what I've already done. So when he looks at you, he says, no, you have no problem, you can go. But I'm sick, I'm happy, I have this, I think this condition can never get out. He's looking at you, you are already healed. You just need to claim that I'm already healed and you will be fine. Oh, but no, this is the problem that I've been dealing with for many years. I can never get out of this. This, I, all this problem of lust, is, it comes from generation to generation. No, that's not your problem. As a high priest, I can already tell you that you are clean. You just need to believe and move on. I'll put here, people are not coming to the church 
as they were coming to see a doctor anymore. <laughs> Changing a little bit, Gideon. Prophet will use the expression, you listen to your doctor, but I'm your brother. It repeats that many times. And he'll be speaking, and then sometimes they want to go to a sensitive area, says, you, excuse me, but you know, you listen to your doctor, but I'm your brother. Sometimes when you go to see a doctor, especially if it's a doctor that you trust a lot, you kind of tell him everything. He can ask you, what about your father? What about... Oh, my father, this, yes, this, 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 uh, this is writing the stories. Uh, oh, uh, what about this? What is writing? You're kind of very open to him. I'm telling you that because myself, I went to see a doctor recently. And I was just, and that's why I got that day. I was like, why am I telling this person everything? Just, just, I don't even know him. <laughs> It took three months to get an appointment with him. Three months, brothers and sisters. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, and I went to meet him. It just took five minutes, maybe ten minutes, to know my history, and five minutes just to tell me anything. All this time I took to wait this, this precious doctor, just five minutes. Wow. <laughs> And he's gone. But I, he, 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 I hope I'm not. But he was so good and not good, but just the way he was. Tell me all this, all this, this, all this, oh, okay. And then I just trusted him all of a sudden. And, and he tells me, and then, okay, this is this, okay, fine, no, no problem. And it's like, oh God, if we could come to God the same way. It will make a big difference. If I could just have a five minute with you and open up my heart completely and tell you everything the way I'm telling to this guy, but just tell you everything and open God, I have this, I have this, I have this, I have this. I know that you can handle that situation. And I go in peace. It's not my battle, it is your battle. That will solve so many problems that I try to carry myself because you are the real doctor. Yeah. Above it, I think you are the real doctor. You can use another person, you can use different things, like we say, different ways, but the real trust has to remain with you. Yeah. But this is going to come in the natural way, in the natural way, but it comes, goes even deeper, even in the spiritual way. In the spiritual way, it has to become a relationship with the real doctor. God, I'm going to church, but Lord, you know my situation here and there. I just want to open up whatever you'll speak to me, and I just want to have that conversation with you. I don't want to keep any, anything like, oh, no, don't go that area. Don't. I just want to, if the doctor wants to touch you, I open it. If the doctor wants, I open Oh, God. Because our real doctor, the natural doctor can say something, but what the real doctor, Dr. Jesus says, is one that has the most important value. Because he said, who can believe our report? His report is the best report that you can have. 
because his report is already settled, like I said, but he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are already healed. And he said, as Brother John said it in, on Sunday so well, the doctor that we have is the doctor doesn't need any payment at all. It's the doctor who can go to him. His office is 24 hours open, seven days of every week open. You can call him at any time. You don't need an appointment. You can go here as a walk-in. You can just meet him and talk to him. He's there waiting for you. He's always on time. Does not need to wait. And his medicine is already provided. His medicine is through the word of God. Amen. It's not something that you have to wait for many days, for many days for it to come. He's already there available. What a God. God we have. What a mighty God we have. What a privileged God that we have. Amen. Can you imagine going to the, the office and you go through there and went through it and the doctor tells you himself, if you go see a doctor and he says, you know, you have these situations, but this situation that you're having, you know what, a few years ago I had the same problem. And the good news, I'm out of that problem. I can guarantee you already, you can say, oh, I feel good. No matter what it is, but the way you just tell me, I already feel good because you went through that and you came out of it, so I'm good. 50% healed already. <laughs> but what about our Lord Jesus Christ? We can tell you, you know what? Whatever you are going through, I went through that and it came out victorious. No matter the situation that you are going through, I already went through that. The enemy tried to destroy me as much as he could, but I already had a remedy and I came out of it victorious. Everything that he tried to put on me, I returned back to him that it is already it's written. It is written, it is written, it is written, it is written. And even he brought me into death, but death couldn't hold me down there because on the third day I came out of it victorious. That's why even death cannot overcome you because you have already... I've already overcome death. The same spirit that raised me up from the death is the same spirit is in you. It's going to raise you up from death. That's why there is no excuse, prophet will say in the same in the message. Why? You can say, I want to live right, but I just can't keep from drinking. I can't just keep from lasting. I can't keep away from these places. There's just one thing. You haven't tried the balm. When you take this balm of Gilead, God's balm, it inoculates you from all sin and things of the world. It puts just the love of God in your heart until the things of the world become dead to you. Certainly, that's the great balm of Gilead. It's the balm of God's healing balm. You say, I wish I could. Well, you can. There is plenty of it. We've got the heavens is full of it. We've got preachers across the land preaching it. We've got people across the land being inoculated by it. And sin problem leaves them because they have received God's inoculation. Amen. Amen. That's the bomb of Gilead, the Holy Spirit. He says, it's not a hit and guess or a hit and miss. It's perfect. It's good for all. It's the, goal, it's a ball of, it's the bomb of God, of God, bomb of Gilead. It's there for every sick sin. It's there for every sick soul. Amen. And he, pre he took this scripture, and I want to read it. 
in the Jeremiah 8, 19, it says, Behold the voice of the cry of the daughter of my people because of them that dwell in a far country. Is not the Lord in Zion? Is not her king in her? Why have they provoked me to anger with their graven images, with strange vanities? And the harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. For the hurt of the daughter of my people in my hurt, in my hurt, I am black, astonished, and hate. Taken hold on me. Is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? It's a deep message if you really go into it. Because it, it, the question is not. Usually it's us who ask God the questions. Why this? Why this? Why this? Why this? Why this? Now God is here. is coming and returning to us. But why? Why, why are you complaining? <laughs> Why you say, you know, this cannot be overcome? Why you say this now at me returning to, I've given you everything. Why are you coming to me complaining because I've already given you everything? Now it's us to say, it comes a little bit on us to, rem to remind us to remember, oh God, you have given me everything. But why this? But not on you, but why this on me? I have the Holy Ghost. I have the word of God. But why I don't have the victory in this, in this, this area? God, is there anything I can do on my side in order to change anything? That's actually the message that is there. Why you have this situation? Why you cannot overcome? The prophet says he has the right to ask the question. I think he has the right to ask why. For he went to all his trouble to make it this way for our good and place it before us. And then we turn right around and refuse it. Is God a right to ask us why? Why did we do it? Instead, we'll try to make some way of our own. In other way, if you ask, why there is no love among the brethren? Why? Why the door of Zion still love the things of the world? Why? Is there no bomb in Gilead? Where is the problem? God could not understand. <laughs> I'm not trying to put a burden on you, but on us myself, but it's, it's, it's a message that is deep. I just listened to it, kind of spoke to my heart. If they had taken the bomb, we should see respect. We should see reverence. We should see the love of God. We should see peace. We should see joy. We should see long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, repentance. But why? As we see in, the, what the, in another example here, I will just read in, in 2 Kings 1-4. to it says, then Moab rebelled against Israel after the death of Herb. Ahaziah fell down through a lattice on his upper chamber that was in Samaria and was sick. And he sent messengers and said unto them, Go inquire of Bezebel, the god of Akron, whether I shall recover of this disease. And the angel of the Lord said unto the Elijah the Tishbite, Arise, go up to meet the messenger of the king of Samaria and say unto them, it's not because there is not a God in Israel that you, you go inquire the Beelzebub, the God of Ekron. That looks like, what it looks like is when we have received Elijah in our land, the word of God has been restored. God is here again asking, why do you need to go and consult something else than what God has given to you? Why do you need to rely on other advices for other people if it is against the word of God? 
You have to take the word of God above any other thing. You have to take what the prophet has told us in our generation above any other thing. Amen. Even when it comes to the word of God, the situation that we're going through, but even to come to the understanding of the word of God that we have, the Bible, in order to understand the Bible, you cannot rely on other interpretation of any other ministers if it is against the word of God that we have received under the vindicated interpretation of the prophet. Amen. Because there is no higher order than the prophet. Amen. I know that I went a little bit here from there, but I want just to put a point here. When God has a right to ask the question is when he has provided a way and the person goes around that way then God has the right to ask why? The prophet continues, says, he will ask the question, yes, he was an Israelite. He was in line to, to, to have a blessing of God upon him. He was under the blessing by his birthright as being an Israelite, but yet refused to accept God's way and went some other way. God is going to ask us at the day of judgment, why didn't you receive the Holy Ghost? Why wasn't you born of the Spirit? Why wasn't you this way or that way? Was it because we didn't have any church to teach it? Was it because there wasn't a preacher in the land that preached the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Why did you go? Why did you do these things? When God made a provision and then people refused to work in it, then that's going to ask why? The same way as a doctor gives you some medic- medicine and gives you, and he says, okay, let's see you in two weeks, and can, next week, you, two weeks after that, you come. He says, you know, he looked at you and says, I don't see any improvement. What's going on? Oh, I just didn't want to take the medicine. Oh, this medicine is not working. How is it not working? I, I didn't take it. I just know that it's not working. No, that's not the case. Why? The word of God, God is sure that he works all the time because himself went to it, he used it, he did see what it is, himself was the word of God. He knows that it always works all the time. So if it's not working, maybe you are refusing to take it. Amen. He has a head of prophet, but he refused to consult the prophet. He went the other way. Amen. So the prophet, the advice that he's giving here, don't rely on anything. Don't go the other way. Just stay with the word of God all the time. We are living in a society where people are neurotic. Nervous, neurotic, breakdowns. The world is full of it. Penitentiaries are overloaded. Insane institution, even the psychiatrist has to have treatment from one another. We find them in institutions. Can you imagine a psychiatrist is also himself <laughs> sick? <laughs> and he's also, but he's treating you, but himself is insane. But what has happened, or why we have those situations? Check out the statistics of how crimes has increased. What was the main reason? I'll say the people have rejected the word of God. 
Brother Ed and Pastor Harold put it one time. Since, since the rejection of the word of God in, in, in 63, we see how crimes have just, uh, just increased and everything has increased exponentially. Why? Because they have rejected the medicine that God has provided. Once people reject the medicine, there is nothing else that's going to happen but judgment. And God has a right to ask, why? Amen. The prophet will use the strong statement and says, too much religion will make you go crazy, people say. No, too much of the wrong things will make you crazy. But the religion of Jesus Christ, if you are crazy, it puts you in your right mind. You are not right until you are born again. Amen. You are not mentally right until you have been born again. A man is not in his right condition until he is born again. That's a strong statement. He's a beast at heart until he has been born of the Spirit of God and the Spirit of nature is taken out of him. The Spirit of God takes its place to rule that leads him and guides him into all truth and light. That's right. If a man does not do that, knowing without that he's hellbound, there is nothing wrong with his mind. There's something wrong, rather. There's something wrong with his mind. Why? Why doesn't the people receive it? Why? Now put it in our level. How come worldliness is still creeping? How come worldliness is still creeping? What is the problem? Maybe people don't want to take the pills of Dr. Jesus. Just as the people are dying on the doctor's doorsteps, men and women today are dying in the church pews. Sinners come to the place like borderline believers Men and women dying in the church pew and going out in eternity to meet God without hope. It isn't because the gospel isn't preached. It isn't because there isn't enough bomb for them. It's because they refuse to take the bomb. They refuse to take the doctor's medicine, the new birth, as I said the other night. The new birth is a mess. I don't care where you got it. It's a mess. Any birth is a mess. It's a mess. The new birth is a mess. It makes you do things you didn't want to do. That's what the new birth it is. Why people don't want to grow? Why do people stay the same over and over? Why you can't get rid of certain things? I would say maybe they reject the medicine. Maybe they reject the, the prescription. Read the Bible and pray every day. Read the Bible and pray every day that the only, not the only medicine, the only prescription for a Christian to grow and become strong. You can't just rely on the church service. It's good, but that's not enough. As you go home, you need to make sure that you are also taking the medicine at home. This doctor is not going to follow you. The doctor that you have in natural is not going to follow you every night calling you. Are you taking the medicine? It, are you taking the medicine? No, it is your responsibility. You meet him once and you have the recommendation, you have the prescription. Now you go home. Oh God, I need now to take this medicine. I need to pray. I need to read. I need you to help me. I need you on this situation. You have to maintain that relationship personally with the prescription that the doctor gives you and you walk with it. Amen. This walk that we are walking in is not a picnic, it's a fight. When he gives you, I have to take it morning, noon, and night. And I don't want it. It's a lot of work. No, that's not a lot of work. That's for your good. If you want to become healthy, you have to follow those prescriptions. That's the recommendation of the doctor. Amen? Yeah. 
The doctor says, Revelation 10, the voice which I heard from heaven spoke unto me and said, Go and take the little book, which is open the hand of the angel, and ascend upon the sea, upon the earth. And when I went upon the angel, said unto him, Give me that little book. And he said, Take it and eat it up, and it shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy in mouth sweet as honey. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand, and I ate it up, and it was in my mouth sweet as honey. Oh, very good. I, amen. I like the word of God. Amen. You know what it is when we were younger? They used to give us those pills, you know. There is a, a, quite a layer of sugar on top, right? And underneath, it's quite bitter. You take it, mm, every good and everything. The, mm, that's sometimes the message the way it is, you know. They put a little bit of coat around it, but once you become a reality, you say, oh, God, why this? But that's the way of the prescription. You have to eat it, and you have to swallow it up all the way, even if it has become bitter inside there, but it is for my good. Oh, I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to say, I don't want... You're always prone to gossip, gossip, but the message is saying, don't do it. Mm. Just an example, but Proverbs says, oh, it's a very good message. It's like a man dying on the door's doorstep because he won't take his medicine. The doctor has the prescription. He has the remedy of the disease the man's got. But sat on the doctor's doorstep and refused to take his medicine. Then he dies on his doorstep. It isn't because the doctor didn't have the prescription. It isn't because there was no medicine for his sickness. It's because the man's own stubbornness to refuse to take the doctor's medicine and he died. Oh, if so, you cannot blame the medicine or the doctor because both were there ready for service and it was the man who refused God. God's God, the Holy Ghost, tonight for every believer that wants to receive it. And we've got anointed preachers in the land that preach this daily and night. It's the people's own stubborn way that they love darkness better than light. But so people from the world, no, it's not people from the Sometimes it's just our own way. We have a stubborn way that I, I don't want to give that up. I don't want to, you know, when is going to go over that and leave me alone? No. I come to the church, I will go to see a doctor. Come to see a doctor, whatever he tells me, go home. Lord, I want to apply that in my life. Help me, help me, help me, help me. Church is an hospital. When you come to the hospital, you don't go to the hospital and say, oh, you know, I'm okay. The other person, oh, he's suffering more. I'm okay. But you're in the hospital. No. When you go to the hospital, you have a problem. It's your problem. You want to deal with it. And God deals with your situations. And you go home. You don't even want to hear what God is telling the other person when he goes in the private. The third pool is, I know I'm out of time, but the third pool is, is, is not a public show. It's a personal relationship between each individual. Brother Barnum, where he had that vision of the tent, they told that the angel told him, I will meet you there. How is it there? He says, you know, as a person remembered, the angel quoted him to him, remember what Jesus said, it's not those who are praying in the public, it's those who are praying in the secret, and God will do the work in the public. So the third pool is a personal relationship with each individual 
personally meeting Dr. Jesus individually for the sickness of the soul. But the Bible says he could see people going there, being, being sick and the stretchers and going into that room and they're coming out healthy and strong. And he asked them, how? how? What happened there? I cannot tell you the only thing I knew, I went there and I came out of it healthy. That's the same thing with the message. It's not just a public show. It's a personal show. You go, it's a personal relationship with God. You go inside of the room with the doctor. You meet him. You talk with him. He speaks to you and you respond, amen. And then you'll see the improvement coming out. You've got to fight for every inch of ground that you have. Every man in here that's born again of the Spirit knows that you have to fight for every inch of ground to the mark with Satan. Because Satan will always come to you even though you are, even though you are already healed. The promise of healing, of, of healing, it will come to you and try to show the different symptoms. But it's your fight to point him to Calvary. It's your fight to point him to what God has already done for you. It's an encouragement here. The enemy will attack you as much as he can. The greater battle is in the mind, but keep confessing what God has already done for you. If God has saved you and filled you with the Holy Ghost and you are sealed until the final destinations, keep fighting for every inch of the ground. Joy, joy is mine. Sanctification is mine. Happiness is mine. Victory is mine. Life of cleanness is mine. I have to live. Long suffering is mine. Adoption is mine. It has to become a personal fight for every inch of the promise that God has given us. Amen. Prophet says, The Holy Ghost is for whosoever is called for this wedding supper. I don't care what price you have to pay. Go get it. God said it's yours. If you don't get it, then it's going to ask you, why didn't you get it? Why? It was there for you. If they didn't possess the land, why? There were too many, many against us. They will say, referring to Caleb and Joshua. People will say, but you know, there are too many giants among against us. So we cannot possess that land. God will ask them, why you didn't possess that land? I already gave that to you. Why you didn't possess that land? It is yours. Amen. Amen. The same thing for us. For every inch of the battle, we have to fight for it. It's not easy, but we have to fight for it. Once again, I'll close with maybe this example. 2 Kings 5, 16. Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and he had brought away captive, the Bible says, out of the land of Israel, a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord wear with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. Just a little tiny. Prophet gives her her age, but I forgot what age it was, but thing. Just a little girl, but she had a testimony. The power of the testimony. The power of giving the message book to someone. The power of telling someone about the message. It's still valid today. 
Don't put it in the past and say, oh, thinking like, you know, God of, the, the day of salvation is over for other people, only the message believer. No, God is still in the business of calling people, still in the business of people, speaking to people, still need to have that courage to say, no, come to our church, come to our church and listen, come to our church and visit our church. Come, you know, we have a prophet in the land. We have the word of God in, that has changed my life, that has changed my life. I used to be this way. God has changed Keep testifying about the message, amen, that there is power behind it. That little girl, what's the difference between that little girl with those girls who were laughing, who were, make, who were making fun of the prophet Elisha? But that little girl, she was raised in a proper home and she had a testimony. If my Lord go there, I know there is a prophet in the land. And that prophet in the land, he was going to heal you. He's going to heal the captain. The prophet says she didn't even know. She had never seen. She had never seen the prophet heal someone from leper. But she knew the same God who could deliver there is the same God who can deliver from this leprosy. The power of testimony. If God can deliver you, He can also deliver your coworker. He can deliver the family member. He can deliver whoever we can be in communication with. Because God delivered. We were not worthy, but God delivered us, Amen. Through the power of testimony of someone. And then she said, and went in and told his Lord. Then when they came and told the Lord, and the, the, the captain told and told the king, and the king said, oh, okay, I'll send that letter to the king of Israel. And just let him know that you are coming there and everything is going to be fine. Then chapter, uh, verse 7, and it came to pass that when the king of Israel has read the letter, that he rent his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make a life that this man does send to me to recover a man of his leprosy? Wherefore, consider, I pray you, that you see that he seeketh a quarrel against me. He didn't see that. <laughs> he didn't know that there was still a doctor in the land. His mind was just thinking about, no, there's going to be, a, this is just a, a, an excuse to have a fight. He put everything on the side. The days of miracle are over. The days of grace are over. Everything is over. But Elisha told him, no, don't worry. Verse 8, don't worry. Let him come. And he will know that there is a prophet in the land. There is still a God in the land. There is still a God who can have the victory in the land. I was just thinking about it. You might not might think God. But we still have the same God in our, in our days. Still God who's working. Sister Terry, your testimony was a, it's a blessing. Still thinking about that, the same God is still among us. If she had gone to a doctor, the doctor would have more reputation. They would already know they have done. Many doctors have more reputation for what they are doing than the doctor Jesus that we have. Remember, Barabanam says, you know, you can go to a doctor, he puts you a fake tooth, and has more reputation than the one who gives you the real tooth. He will give you a fake arm or a fake foot. And there's more reputation than the one who gives you a real one. If we could praise our God for what he's doing among us, then sometimes what we see that having from the doctor doing things, God wants to be praised more for what he's doing among us because he's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still the same God. Amen. And then verse, just bear with me as I'm closing here. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and the flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. 
But Naaman was wroth and went away and said, Behold, I thought, just I thought, he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Are not Aban and, 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 and Baf, oh, excuse me, <laughs> rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. Are not all the rivers of all other things the same? The same rivers of other churches the same thing? The rivers of other messengers of the other churches are the same thing? No. The spirit of Elijah has told you, you have to wash yourself in the message of the hour. But it is dirty. It is dirty. It is muddy. I can, I can hardly understand it. The grammar is poor. This river is, is, not, is not proper for me. I, I want fresh, you know, everything so structured and everything. God is saying, no, it's just muddy water of the message of the hour that you have to wash in every day for you to be clean. That's the remedy that the doctor has given, as simple as it is. Don't try to put it to be little and say, no, I want to super, super, super faith, as brother had to preach the other. We don't need super, super, super faith. We don't need super, super, super message. The message that we have received is the super, super, super message. King Naaman went there, or the captain Naaman went there. Finally, someone came to him and said, servant came and spoke to him and said, my father, if the prophet had been thee to some great thing, wouldest no doubt have done it? How much rather than when he said to thee, wash and be clean? Just put the tapes and pray. As simple as that. Your message, Brother John. Free, simple. We, if we want something extra, extra to be, you know, in order to come to this uh, seminary, it's a seminary with a rabbi, this, you have to pay 10,000, or not 10,000, but 100. Oh, it must be super, super meeting. And you go listen. <laughs> Just listen. Perfect faith is there. Then he went in and dipped himself. One time, two times, six times, nothing changed. But the seven times when he went in and he came out, the Bible says, according, according of the saying of the man of God, his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Notice here, he was clean. What is just stay with the word of God, being washed by the word of God, the cleansing by the word of God. You will see how the things of the word will be separated from you. How is it going to be? Just listen to the word of God. I'm talking in simplicity, but I have to come back to that simplicity. Just listen to the word of God and pray. You'll see a change in your life. You'll see a change in the family. You'll see a change. You'll see a change in what you are doing. You'll see how your life will go deeper. It's not a super way to find it. We have it. Sometimes we get caught up in so many things, so many conventions, things. I can't keep up. This one comes, a good preacher. This one, good, good preacher. Good. Oh, he's trying to follow you. You, you, you give up. <laughs> so many good preachers. Sometimes it's good, but sometimes you just, just listen to this muddy water and pray after it. 
then I'll see a change in my life. Just come to that. To Sometimes just come to that and, and have your church, have your church and have your message. Just, just listen and dedicate yourself. Pray, pray, listen, pray, listen, pray, listen. You'll see a change. We have our elders now in our church here. Their lives have been changed. They have family that were raised in the family in the message. They didn't have all the super, super, super convention everywhere in the world. Just a simple message and obedience to the word of God, to the church, and be regular to come to see a doctor and come back home and listen and make your life. We see the life being changed. We have made the message so complicated. <laughs> I mean, the Bible says, from the river that Mal says, unto and unto his flesh as a little child. Just want to put a comment here. Not only was it clean, but his flesh was like a little child. It means there was a transformation of the body because it became as a little child. The same faith as the faith of Abraham, I would say. The same process of Abraham. Abraham from the inside him, the Bible just says on the flesh, on the outside. But I would say that's what we have received. Abraham had a special doctor that other people couldn't understand. Abraham, how could you be saying that you're expecting a child? How old are you, Abraham? Remind me again. I'm 97, and my wife is 87. Okay. Which doctor are you visiting? I met a doctor, Dr. El Shaddai. He told me I will have a child. Okay, Abraham, are you right? Yes, I met Dr. El Shaddai. Are you sure that you will go to the body change? Yes. How is that possible? I met Dr. Jesus. He made that possible. I'll read one quote and then I'll finish. Um, sorry for being untrue. My long finishing there, but I'll finish that. Just an encouragement for... Brother Banam says... One night, about two or three months after that... Here come a young fellow running up through the building and said, Brother Banam, ask me if I knew this lady he had, he had by his arm. And I said, no, I don't believe I do. It was his young mother and she wasn't only healed. She had her nose. She had her nose. And she said, when he started just quit hurting that very night. And he said that one morning when she got up and looked, she had the cloth over it in the mirror when her children was excited and everything, the flesh was growing back. So she didn't have a nose, and the flesh started growing back. And she didn't only have a healed nose, but another nose that grew out to where one had been eaten. So she went to testify to a doctor and listened to this. She went to testify and said, don't you remember me, doctor? She said, and said, yes, but what happened? Said, well, I've changed doctors. Said, well, who's your doctoring you? Who's you doctoring you? And she said, I'm doctoring with Dr. Jesus. But what I want to give you this evening, just go home every time. Who's your doctor? My best doctor is Dr. Jesus. For my soul, for my body, for my spirit, for my every problem that I have, I have a special doctor is Dr. Jesus. He can give you a new nose, a new everything. Glory to his name.
Musicians can come. If the animal opossum could recognize that Dr. Jesus, how much more an elect, a believer of the message of the hour, can recognize that we have a special doctor in our midst, Dr. Jesus. Brother John, I must tell Jesus. Sorry for being long. To keep you long. I must tell Jesus all of my troubles. He knows He's alone. Kindly will help me. He ever loves and cares for his own. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. I cannot bear my burdens alone. tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus, Jesus can help. 